Playoff time in our league. Um, I'm not excited because I'm in the losers bracket, but I will do all my normal stuff for you guys for the playoffs here. Um, but before we get into the fantasy stuff, first off, I want to say congratulations. Teammate got a new owner this week. Um, we welcomed Briar White into the world. Congratulations, Garrett. Happy for you, happy for Danielle, happy for Brooks. Um, your house is about to get a little crazier. Maybe you'll have a little less time for fantasy football. But wonderful news, man. Um, I'm proud of you. Um, love you. Love your family. That's awesome. On a completely different note, much uh, lighter subject, we are officially, like I said, in our fantasy football playoffs. Um, I believe I got the seedings right. You guys have until, you know, I'm pretty much – Till you listen to this episode to say something to me if I got the seedings wrong. I'm about 100% sure um, I did. I got the seedings right. I updated these on Wednesday night, Tuesday night maybe. I can't remember. But just to go over it, how it works is the one season each conference get the bye. That is Stallman and Cochran. Stallman got it off of an awesome win last week against Sean. And then... uh. And then the twos and three seeds in each conference play each other. Um, and then they'll play the, the division winners. Us four losers, we all got sent to the uh, losers bracket. So let me review last week's match. Like, I'll do the normal thing here. I'll review last week's matchups. Um, I'm not going to do a power rankings. What I'm going to do is a much deeper dive into the individual matchups in the winners bracket. I'll do a little bit on the losers bracket, but like, who really gives a fuck, right? We're just playing for the one seed. There's not actual stakes here. Not like there is for the winner's bracket. Um, Yeah, so this might be a shorter episode. I don't have a guest planned right now. Um, I'm actually going to get on my phone as I'm recording this out loud and uh, send a text to the league and see if anybody wants to hop on and record with me. And I'm not going to publish this probably until Friday, even though there is a Thursday night football game. But we'll we'll see. We'll see what you guys say. You guys haven't been very receptive to joining me yet, so I doubt any of you guys want to get on here. Okay, so let's, I guess, jump straight into it with, um, yeah, let's look at last week's matchups, which set the table for this week's uh, playoff matchups. So last week, it was, it, it, there, were, there were a couple things that had to happen, okay, for, for teams to make playoffs. Friend, if friend won, he was in. Friend did win. If Sko won, he was in. He did not win. He lost to me, actually. Um, even with Sko losing, Garrett had to win and outscore Sko by at least five points. He outscored him by 23 points. Huge game there. But uh, and then the winner of Sean and Cochran or Sean and Stallman got the bye in their in that in their matchup in our division. 
So let me go through the first game, which was um, the meaningless one. I'm not even going to really talk about it. Corn and Alley played. Corn secured the three seed no matter what in that division, no matter what happened, win or loss for Stallman or uh, Sean. And then Alley was absolutely out of the playoffs at this point. And then the other four games all had playoff implications. And I'll start with the one that uh, was clearest, which was uh, Sean and Stallman going head-to-head. Stallman had a huge game from Dalvin Cook, Aaron Rodgers, Nick Chubb, the guys that carried him all year. Um, the only players that scored less than Tim were Tyler Lockett and Daniel Carson. Um, what is fucking happening right now? Okay, my computer just freaked out. Anyway, um, and then, you know, listen, Sean lost by 21 points. I would put almost all of that blame on the Chargers. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen combined to give him 11 fantasy points. Each one was averaging over 11 fantasy points. Um, and they got shut out um, against New England. They lost 0-45. to 45. So, Sean now has a tough matchup coming up here against Korn this week. Um, and while Solomon gets to sit back, kick it, and not have to worry about fantasy for a week. First time in, what, 13 weeks, Solomon didn't have to check a lineup, set anything. He might hit the waivers here or there. I'll look at his team a little bit more in depth when I get into uh, each everybody's teams here in a minute. Once again, I'm not going to worry about the losers bracket too much. Okay, the second most important game, I would say, for fan- the fantasy playoffs were... Um, Friend and Trevor played. Friend won 113 to 96. Friend at six and seven secures the two seed in their division. He'll play white this week. Um, Derrick Henry only got you five points. T. Higgins got you eight. Tyler Boyd had one catch for like 60 yards and a touchdown, and they got ejected, but he still managed to get you 13. The reason Friend won is 38 and a half points behind Darren fucking Waller. My God, buddy. And, and, you know, if not for that, Friend might not be in these playoffs. Um, Trevor put up a fight, one point from Hunter Henry, and they got shut out. Like I said, like, what are you going to do? Um, two bench spots, don't understand that. Two empty roster spots on your bench, you can just throw random players in there. Maybe get a random tight end, throw them in there. Maybe get you more than one point. Anyway, I'm not going to go back to, into Trevor's mistakes over his fantasy season. I might do a post-mortem here towards the end of the year. Like, Maybe like championship week when there's not much to talk about other than the number one game. Okay, the next matchup of last week that really mattered was um, me and Sco. I beat Sco 102 to 90. Um, I got big weeks from Justin Jefferson. I got a goose egg from Clyde Edwards Hilaire, which is honestly my fault. I knew he had the flu the whole week going into the game. I figured, you know, he's a running back. He'll still get out there and play. Should have probably played Le'Veon instead of him, honestly. But Le'Veon, yes. I, I would have won by. 18 instead of 12, you know. Sco got laid down by Frank Gore, who got him less than half a point. And Austin Hooper, who the highest paid tight end in the league. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. The highest paid tight end in the league, who I drafted, is the 27th ranked tight end in, in fantasy. Got him in the 14th round, but so I still drafted him. Um, Yeah, and so Sco loses his game, and because of that, Sco joins me in the loser's bracket. Granted, on the opposite ends. Sorry, buddy. I know it's been it's been a long year. Um, and then finally, um, Garrett White, a teammate, defeats the Animal Redskins 113 to 110. And 
Garrett put it in the group chat. You guys saw it. Lamar Jackson needed 22 fantasy points on Monday, or Tuesday night football in order to defeat Cochran. He got Garrett 25. Garrett wins by three fucking points in a tight, tight game here. Um, you know, if Cochran took my advice and started Ryan Tannehill, he would have, I mean, beat Garrett and would never have to worry about Garrett again. Garrett would be in the loser's bracket and go, well, Well, in that case, I don't know who would have made it. They would have both been five and eight. Well, Garrett would have still had more points for. So he's had Garrett even lost this game. He scored, still scored 113 after I beat Sko. It did not matter as long as Garrett outscored Sko by five points. Okay, so Sko losing is not that big of a deal. Him only scoring 90 points is a big deal. Um. Okay, so that's last week's matchups. And then I'll do a quick. We can call it a power ranking. We can call it whatever you want to. But I'll just go through everybody's teams. I'll go through the losers bracket. I'll be very brief. Then I'll go through the winners uh, teams, the winner winners brackets teams, the playoff bracket teams, and then I'll do a uh, I'll do um, predictions and look ahead to this upcoming matchup. I'll go a little more in detail into those because it is such a you know it's a winner go home for two of these teams, to four of these teams. It's winner go home. Okay, we'll start with um I I mean Ali. And Trevor, I'm not really going to go into your teams because it doesn't matter. You guys, worst teams in the league. You you didn't do much to improve your rosters throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, it just, you guys, you know. Trevor, the only real question for you is, are you going to get McCaffrey back? Probably not. Still blows my mind that you didn't pick up his handcuff. I think Sko had him until we cut him, Mike Davis, and then somebody else picked him up. And Ali, just you, you, you drafted poorly, and you didn't – do much in the waivers you know i mean yeah it sucks dak prescott got hurt week three or whatever but i don't still don't think that's worth the, what i i missed the playoffs at seven and six you would have had to win eight games to make the playoffs and then outscore if dak prescott wasn't worth five wins for you you're in a tough division Allie. i feel bad for you i'm sorry for that outside of that me and sco are going to be the ones competing for the one seed basically we get uh we get puppy fights sco gets to play trevor this week i get to play ali this week um, Sko, that man, it's that running back depth that kind of hurts you all year, you know? You're, you're just kind of, you know, you had Zeke, great. Outside of that, you had Leonard Fournette, eh. Frank Gore, eh. Belage, you picked up Ahmed. I don't know. Just, you, just running backs killed you this year. You had Tyreek Hill, you had Amari Cooper, you had Kyler Murray. You had Corey Davis, you had CeeDee Lamb, you had decent receivers. It was really that running back depth. And I know every year we over, our league in particular, overvalues running back depth so, so much. But you got to have two decent starts. You got to have a guy you can at least potential. You got to have some depth. You got to have a second guy. You can't just have one superstar. Um, you guys don't want to hear me talk about my team. Okay. So let me do the, the top six teams now. And I'm going to start with a team that started out four and one. Lost seven straight games and still made the playoffs. That's Garrett White, which is just unbelievable when you think about it. First off, if he was four and one, what were the odds that he's going to make the playoffs with five wins? Like, you would have thought that him and Cochran, who also started out pretty hot, would, you know, be in the same situation we had Corn and Sean in, where like 10, nine wins, you know? 
No, that wasn't the case. Garrett lost seven straight games and still snuck into the playoffs. He was four and one. Goes five and eight for the year. Um. Okay. Going forward, I'm going to go through his team. Lamar Jackson. I kind of did schedules with every player. Look at this upcoming schedule for Lamar Jackson. If you, Garrett probably thought he was kind of disappointed in Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not had a 30-point game all year. He's only scored above 24 times all year, if I'm doing my math right, five times all year, including last week, which is his third highest of the year. Listen to this upcoming matchup. Cleveland, terrible defense. They just gave up 27 to Tannehill. Jacksonville, awful. Giants, decent defense. That's championship week, but still you like Lamar Jackson against the Giants defense. Those three games, good. You're going to start Lamar Jackson and feel good about it every one of those games going forward. Raheem Mostert, look, I, I, he's only played six games all year, so you can't really rely on him. And in three of those games, he got you less than 10 points. In three of those games, he got you above 10 points. He's only scored two touchdowns on the year, three touchdowns if you count the receiving one. He's not gotten more than 17 carries in a game. He probably won't get more than 17 carries in a game. However, Washington, Dallas, Arizona, great schedule. 49ers have an awesome schedule going forward. David Montgomery, um, the number 11 running back on the year. Last two weeks, he's gotten you over 20 points. He's, you know, I, I criticize David Montgomery left and right on this podcast. He's turning around 20-point performances. He's got Houston, easy defense. Minnesota, Tougher lately, started off the year very poorly. In Jacksonville, easy defense. Garrett, your schedule is lining up really nicely for your running backs and quarterbacks. Receivers is going to get a little trickier here. First off, uh, McLaurin got you two points last week, but he's been consistent all year. You don't really worry about him, but listen to this schedule. 49ers, tough defense in your playoff matchup here. Then Seattle, you like that matchup, honestly. In Carolina, eh. You're okay with Carolina's matchup there. So not two not tough defenses, but 49ers this week is tough for you, man. Tough. Especially in a must-win. Robbie Anderson. Um, you know, he's he's been boomer bust for you all year. He now he's not ever gotten less than four points, which that's a floor. It's not good, but it's a floor. I and mean, that was against Tampa Bay, a very tough receiving defense. However, he's only scored you more than what 20 points once, and that was week one. He's only got two touchdowns on the year. Now he's coming off a bye. Denver's pretty good against the pass. You wouldn't think Denver is a good defense, but they are. Vic Fangio is a great defensive coordinator now that he's their head coach. He's translated his head coaching into defense. And, uh, yeah, that this is kind of a tough matchup. And what I expect to be a low-scoring game. I don't know if I like uh, Robbie Anderson starting here, even though he is the number 22 receiver on the year. TJ Hawkinson, the number three tight end in fantasy. Look, what tight is so scarce, you got to start him. You love it. Miles Gaskin returned from injury last week, got you 21 carries for 90 yards, was awesome, looked awesome. He gets Casey this week, easy defense. New England, which is an easy team to run against, and Las Vegas, easy team to run back. Your running backs and quarterback look awesome going forward, especially through the playoff stretch here, especially this week against KC, who is the 20th best team against the run. 19, I'm sorry, the 19th best against the run. Some other numbers. David Montgomery, Houston's defense is 31st against the run. And Raheem Mozart plays Washington, who says they're third against the run. But I don't really buy that. Um, they have a good defensive line, but Washington's numbers are always a little phony to me. 
So your issues really come in receiver. Terry McLaurin, Robbie Anderson, bad matchups, haven't been super productive. Um, well, here are your options. Kenny Galladay, you can't rely on him. He's not coming back. He's, he's not this, you're not going to see him this year. Sorry. They, they, they know what's, that ship has sailed. Um, DJ Shark. Tennessee's got an awful pass defense. Honestly, don't hate DJ Shark over um, Robbie Anderson. And Brandon Ayuk against, against Washington, you know, last week, Ayuk had five catches for 95 yards and a touchdown against a pretty decent um, Buffalo defense. You look, listen, Ayuk is 34th receiver of the year. Here's the thing, though. Um, so he's missed one, two of his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, okay? So he's got zero points against Green Bay and the Rams. However, against New England, Seattle, New Orleans, who's the best defense in the league, and Buffalo, he's gotten you above 14 fantasy points every one of those weeks. He's played, he's played nine games this year. Six of them, he's gotten you more than 12 fantasy points. And the other three, he's gotten you less than um, less than 10. So I like, honestly, start Brandon Ayuk this week. I, I just start Ayuk over um, Robbie Anderson. For, there is little doubt in my mind. I would even think about Shark over McLaurin, but McLaurin has been, you got to dance with the one that brought you, right? That's the saying. Take it, you know. So I don't know what to do there. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do for Garrett's team now. Um, and now I'm going to go into friend's team if I can find them. God, why why are you two in the fucking division, friend? Okay. Deshaun Watson gets Chicago's defense this week. You don't love that. That's a tough defense. Then they get Indy. That's also a tough defense. Both of those games on the road. Watson's got two bad matchups here. Now, however, you got to start Watson. Just don't expect, you know, he got you 30 points in, against New England and Detroit. Faces in, he gets you 19. I feel like 19 is about right in these next two matchups for Deshaun Watson. I was preaching last week about um, Tennessee's strength of schedule going forward, like into the playoffs. Look at this. Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay. Derrick Henry is going to run rampant these last three weeks, and I'm so fucking here for it. So fucking excited for it. Um, love that. Love, love his schedule, love his matchups. J.K. Dobbins coming off an injury, 11 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown against Dallas, which is a poor rush defense. But Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants. You love Baltimore's schedule, too. I love J.K. Dobbins. I love both your running back matchups. Your quarterbacks, listen, you, you got to start Deshaun Watson, though. Like, there's no, you can't pick somebody up and start him. Here's where you're going to have to make a couple decisions, friend, and I'm not, I'm not envious of you here. Your receivers. These are your options. Chris Godwin. Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Nelson Aguilar. Realistically, your five options. Don't love Aguilar. He's not consistent enough, especially against a tough defense in Indy. You love Boyd and Higgins against Dallas. However, you don't love um, their quarterback situation. They lost uh, Burrow. Now I think they're starting Brandon Allen, if I'm not mistaken. Former... I think he was an Arkansas Razorback quarterback. I liked him. He wore number 10 for them. He looked very prototypical, like a good pocket quarterback for uh, Arkansas. Didn't work out. Um, and Higgins is a little banged up. However, they are playing Dallas, which you love that fucking matchup. But, you know, you're good. To win a playoff game, you're putting a lot of eggs in the Brandon Allen basket. You do like Michael Thomas's matchup if he's healthy against Philadelphia. 
Michael Thomas started to look like Michael Thomas last week. Nine catches, 105 yards, especially if they get Drew Brees back this week. Not guaranteed. Um, honestly, Taysom Hill's gotten a better... No, Taysom Hill will start... I'm sorry. Taysom Hill will start against Philadelphia. But like I said, Taysom Hill started three games. Two of those games, Michael Thomas went for over 100 yards and had nine catches in two of those. I, I like Michael Thomas' 100% of starter this week. Chris Godwin. This is what would make me tear my hair out. Last, these, these are his numbers the last three weeks. Six catches for 92 yards. Seven catches, 53 yards. A touchdown. Eight catches, 97 yards. It looks like it's trending up, right? He's fully practicing. They also play Minnesota, who's a terrible defense. They are 31st in the league against the pass. You kind of want to start Chris Godwin, too. So now what? Now you have to start one of your Cincinnati receivers. And listen, I think T. Higgins is the more talented receiver. I think I think Cincinnati is more, I don't know. I would start probably Tyler Boyd, honestly, I got to say. I haven't been in another fantasy league. I think I would start Tyler Boyd. You know, he had one catch for 72 yards and a touchdown last week. The week before that, three catches for 15 yards. Actually. Do a little. No, you you start T. Higgins. T. Higgins has had had eight targets last week, five for fifty six. I get he didn't score a touchdown. I get that, but I I start T. Higgins. These are who I would start: Michael Thomas, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin. Love Darren Waller at tight end. Bears defense against Houston, whatever. Um, DJ Moore's out this week with COVID. Um, you know what can you do? DeAndre Swift. I like it, but I don't know if I. Adrian Peterson's not going away there. I like. Henry and Dob- Dobbins matchups better. And then, yeah, there you go. There's Friends team. Okay, now, uh, so that's one playoff matchup. The other playoff matchup is, a, I mean, we have a five-win and a six-win team playing an eight-win, or a five- and six-win team playing each other, and then an eight- and nine-win team playing each other. Like, God, your guys' division just fucking sucks. Let me do some numbers here. 10, 20. You guys have combined for 28 wins. Blasio's cabin division. Um, the top three teams in Cochran's uncle division have combined for 27 wins. That's not including me, who... We've won as a division nine more games than you guys did. That's fucking insane. Okay, but let me get into this matchup. I want to start with Cornbrath's team. You are in a good spot here, Michael. I really like your matchups, and I'll get through them. And here's why. Russell Wilson against the Jets. All that, that, that's all I need to say. That they play, He plays the fucking Jets. But I'll go a little more de- depth with you with the rest of the, your playoff schedule. You love the matchup against the Jets, and you kind of like the matchup against Washington. You don't love, if you would make this, the fantasy Super Bowl, you don't love that Rams matchup. Rams have a very good pass defense. But you love them this week. One week at a time, right? James Conner. Who has missed um, the Baltimore game and the Washington game now? It looks like he's going to be healthy. They activated him, and he's on track to play against Buffalo. But Buffalo's, you know, um, actually, Buffalo's the 22nd uh, team against the run. However, him coming off an illness, him being a little older and injury prone, Pittsburgh's playing for the playoffs. I don't expect a huge workload from James Conner this week. Um, and especially, I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, honestly. I don't think either defense is really going to show up there. So I don't know how much run James Conner is going to get. But, you know, 
What, whatever. It's, it's a fine matchup. Here's the more intriguing one to me is Austin Eckler, who had eight carries for 36 yards and four catches for 32 yards in a shutout. Um, they played the Falcons this week. You, you know, it's you, statistically the Falcons are the fifth best team against fifth best run defense. That's because you're so it's so easy to throw the ball against the Falcons. Why would you run against them? Here's the thing: Austin Eckler is a pass catcher too. Austin Eckler is going to have a big day this week. This week, I'm, I'm predicting it. Devontae Adams. Do I even need to get into it? Not only is he unstoppable, but he plays um, Detroit, who's awful against the pass. This is Devontae Adams' playoff schedule, which. I mean, Corn's got to feel great about this. Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. Ten- Carolina's finding it's a pass. Tennessee's terrible. If you make the Super Bowl, Devontae Adams is going to get you 30 points. Um, I don't know if you started A.J. Brown last week. I've been screaming from the top of my lungs to start A.J. Brown for a long time. Um, he's going to play against Jacksonville this week. Jacksonville's awful against the um, pass. They're 27th against the pass. And you can't really trust your other Pittsburgh receivers. So um, I like you starting A.J. Brown and Devontae Adams because you look at guys like Chase Claypool you know, and Deontay Johnson, Buffalo's decent against the pass. They're 10th best against the pass. I did say it's going to be a high-scoring game, which will favor you. Once again, you're playing that receiver roulette, though. Is Claypool going to have the big game or is Deontay Johnson going to have the big game? Or is it going to be somebody like uh, James Washington? You know, uh, there's just, a, or Juju Smith-Schuster, there's just a lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh, and you're staking a fantasy win off of um, that roulette wheel. But those are your options, realistically, or Claypool, Johnson, Brown, Adams. you got to start two, three of them, really. you got to start three of them. And I would start Adams, Brown, and probably Johnson. I think you have the right lineup here. Um. Now, a sneaky play for you is Todd Gurley if he's healthy. Now, you know, he's gotten 16 carries in the last three games combined. He's gotten you less than five fantasy points the last two games he's played, and he's still limited as of today, which is Thursday in practice. Don't you can't really you can't realistically play him. Ronald Jones is kind of intriguing against Minnesota. Minnesota's middle of the road against the run. And I I expect after a bye, Tampa Bay to sort of put some things together. If you don't love that Deontay Johnson matchup, Ronald Jones is a fine alternative. Or if you don't like the James Conner matchup, Ronald Jones is a fine alternative. Okay, that's Corn's team. And now my final look will be uh, Sean's team, who ran rampant through the league and still has to play in the first round of playoffs, which is maddening. Now, you're probably pissed at Justin Herbert and Keenan. I would be. They let you down last week. Here's the thing. They play Atlanta. Worst pass defense in fantasy, in football. Um, and honestly, you look at their schedule. You love the matchup against Atlanta. You love the matchup against Las Vegas. And Denver, you can... Denver's kind of tough against pass, actually. I take that back. So you love the Atlanta and the Vegas matchups. Um, Aaron Jones plays Detroit, the worst run defense in football. Aaron Jones might lose his mind in this game, especially if they get up big. Here's his schedule, which you also love. Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. Tennessee's better against the run than the pass. I'm a Tennessee fan. I know this. But but um, that Tennessee-Green Bay game should be high scoring. And if you get there, you're the championship. Like, what can you do? James Robinson, um, you guys play Tennessee this week. 
Tennessee is 26th against the run. Tennessee is an awful defense this year. You love James Robinson this week. Julio's a question mark. Um, the Chargers receivers, Jason, not Verrett, he plays, oh, who's their, uh, I can't think of their shutdown uh, corner right now. Anyway, Julio last week, six catches, 94 yards against a very tough New Orleans uh, defense. However, he was held out of practice Thursday. Got to keep an eye on that. Um, I I don't, I would look at my other options if I were you, is all I would say. Like I said, you love the Chargers matchup against Atlanta with Keenan Allen, um, Evan Ingram, the Giants against Arizona. That that that, that has potential for a little shootout potential there. Um, but realistically, if Hayden Hurst is healthy, if he gets the green light, I like Hayden Hurst more than Evan Ingram because I think that Chargers Atlanta game is going to be a shootout. And then Marvin Jones, um, great waiver wire pickup. That's how you guys play the waiver wire. Last week he got you twenty one fantasy points. Right, um, he's been pretty pretty good because of Kenny Galladay's absence. I just I don't know if I like him more, if I like a guy like Juju, if I like Kareem Hunt. Those are the options you're looking at. Uh, Baltimore is going to come in there and destroy Cleveland. I don't like Kareem Hunt and Juju if he gets um their number one. Cornerback Tredavious White in Buffalo. Tredavious White is, you know, one of the best cornerbacks in fantasy football. In football, I keep saying fantasy football. One of the best uh, cornerbacks in football. If he gets shadowed cover, if he shadow covers Juju, which I don't think he will, I think they'll probably do matchups based on formation and that kind of thing. But I don't know what to do. Like I said, I can't figure out these Pittsburgh receivers. If somebody else can, they're smarter than me. Corn's strategy was to take them all and then go from there. But uh, okay, yeah. So there's um Sean's team, and that's all I'm gonna do because Cochran and um Stallman get buys. I'll do a quick little thing on their injuries though for you guys. Kenyon Drake um plays the Giants this week. He's just getting maintenance, not an issue. And then Antonio Gibson got hurt um with turf toe. It looks like. Um, and he will 100% sit out this week against San Fran. I, I would predict he'll come back for you next week against, um, I think they played the Seahawks. Um, and if he does, I love, I love his, Antonio Gibson has been awesome. He's been, what, I, like I said, I'm going to do a uh, superlatives episode towards the end of the year. Antonio Gibson is the sixth best running back in fantasy football. Guess where Cochran got him? The eighth round. What a draft pick by Cochran. Okay, that's your... Injury situation. Let me do a quick glance at Stallman's and see what's up with him. Sorry for the delay here. Okay, Madison's out, which is fine. You know, he's a backup running back in Minnesota, which honestly just means more carries for Dalvin Cook. Mike Evans, um, they had the bye last week. Um, I, I, I don't like Evans this week. It's probably good um, that they have a – they that that you don't have to play this week with him. Honestly, I expect him to hold Mike Evans out. And then week 15, you really like that Tampa Bay Atlanta matchup. Mike Evans. But honestly, it's all you need to cross your fingers and hope they hold him out. Okay. But that's all the teams. And then, okay. Now we'll go through and I will um, clear some stuff up with you guys and then get into the playoff matchups and who I expect to win.
the thing I need to clear up is that so it's Thursday when I'm recording this, and most of you are probably like, why haven't the waivers gone through? Because of the Tuesday night football game, we have a two-day waiver processing. So th- while there is a Thursday night game here, it's some of you probably want to drop a um, player that plays tonight. You know, say you have Cam Newton, and you want to drop him to pick up a player when the waivers go through. Unfortunately, you can't. Now, if you guys had come to me and said, hey, this isn't cool. Let's move up the waivers to Thursday just for this week because of this unique situation. Most of the time, if they have Tuesday night football, they don't have a Thursday night game. We're running out of time in the NFL season, so they're going to have one. So if you, if you have like Cam Newton or something, drop him now. Drop him right now. I'm going to put out a PSA because I'm a fucking nice guy to the Fantasy League to get you guys an opportunity to look at this before things go down. But I just wanted to put that out there to you guys. That was one of the things I wanted to clear up. Um, what else do I need to go through? I think. Oh, there's one other thing I want to look at. So historically, looking at it, the the perfect number, the 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 not perfect number, the threshold to win a fantasy football title was 1,500 points in a fantasy season. We had three teams, pretty much four teams, make that, and you can guess which four teams they are. Sean, Stallman, Corn, Cochran. Corn is our fantasy leader in points with 1,600 and 0. .7. And Cochran is the lowest of those four with 1,496.7. Um, and then I slotted into the fifth spot with 1,451, and everybody else was below 1,400 there. I just wanted to point out that I think this was an abnormally high-scoring season. A lot of things, the COVID, the injuries, whatever. Um, we, I can, this is more of like an off-season conversation. I think the rise of running quarterbacks, guys like Kyler Murray, guys like um, well, we, had, we had Lamar Jackson last year, but guys like Tannehill. So I, think, I think there's a lot of 30-point potential at a position like quarterback that gets you an extra 10 points a week, which over the course of the season gets you an extra 100 points, right? But I just wanted to point out that really there are four title contenders and those are the top four teams in our league. It makes sense, right? Okay, and with that, I will now look forward to this coming week's games. If it loads, okay. I'm not going to worry about the, um, what's it called, the loser's bracket. I'm going to beat Ali and Sko's going to beat Trevor and then me and Sko are going to play for the one number one pick. We'll start um, in the big boy division, Sean versus Corn. I'm going to go position by position and do this. I was thinking about doing this earlier in the season, but I think, it, I, listen, my podcasts are already too long, right? There are, nobody wants to listen to me talk for an hour. But uh, Herbert versus Atlanta, R- Wilson versus the Jets. First off, great matches for both these guys. Give me, give me Justin Herbert against Atlanta because I think – Atlanta's got the firepower to keep up with the uh, Chargers. I want to keep saying the Clippers. When I see LAC, I want to say the Los Angeles Clippers. I think Atlanta's got the firepower to keep up with the Chargers, where I think the Seahawks might get up 28 points on the Jets and just run the ball with Chris Carson and uh, Carlos Hyde and those boys the rest of the way. Aaron Jones versus James Conner. Aaron Jones every day of the week. Um, especially at Detroit and then at Buffalo. Detroit's way worse than Buffalo. Give me Aaron Jones there. James Robinson, Austin Eckler. 
tougher, give me Austin Eckler, honestly. I think that, like I said, the Chargers are going to probably have to throw the ball a bunch. And guess who's catching balls out of the backfield? Austin Eckler. Give Corn a check mark there for me. Devontae Adams and Julio Jones, three years ago, I might have said Julio. Two years ago, I might have said Julio. Give me Devontae Adams against Detroit in that one. Even though, once again, that, that Atlanta Chargers matchup comes back into play. Because, like, you know, if the Chargers have the third ball of the bunch, guess who's going to catch a bunch of those? Julio. A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen. Once again, Chargers Atlanta. Give me Keenan Allen over A.J. Brown. Basically because I expect this to be a big Derrick Henry week for um, the Titans. Travis Kelsey versus Evan Ingram is a joke of a matchup. Give me Kelsey. Marvin Jones, Deontay Johnson. Unless you guys switch this up, that's what I'm going to kind of look at now. <sighs> that's tough. I'm going to say, oh, man, give me Marvin Jones just because I can see Green Bay getting up a bunch and then Detroit having to pass their way back into it. Defenses will be whatever. And so, yeah, give me the uh, – then I'm just going to say it. Corn's projected to win my seven points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. Give me the Sunnyvale Shithawks to advance – to what are we? We're the the Cocker's Uncles division title game. The, give me Sean to base in the semis. Okay, and then our other playoff matchup. Hold on, I'm gonna have to sneeze. I you guys don't want to hear that. Give me one second. All right, sorry about that. I had to sneeze. This matchup's fascinating because the win probability is 50-50. Technically, friends projected win by two points, but we'll see. And I'll do the same thing I did for the last uh, game. I'll go through the matchups here. Deshaun Watson versus Chicago. Lamar Jackson versus Cleveland. That one's easy to me. Lamar Jackson against Cleveland. Give me that. Um, Raheem Mostert versus Derrick Henry. Give me Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. Like I said, it's going to be a big Derrick Henry, Henry week. In a game that t- Tennessee has to keep playing hard. We're tied for the first place in our division. We don't want to fall into that foray of wildcard matchups. David Montgomery versus Houston. J.K. Dobbins versus Cleveland. You know the way David Montgomery's been running the ball? And I hate to say this. Give me David Montgomery, even though I expect this to kind of be a wash, honestly. Expect, expect that to be kind of a... They both get 14 points or whatever. This is way tricky. I don't know if Friend's going to change his lineup or not here. I'm going to say... I'm just going to do this by groups. Here, we'll do what I said. Chris Godwin versus Terry McLaurin. Give me Chris Godwin against Minnesota in a game that Tampa Bay kind of has to win over Terry McLaurin against San Fran in kind of a tough pass defense. T. Higgins versus Robbie Anderson or DJ Shark or whoever. I don't like these Cincinnati receivers. I don't like Brandon Allen as a quarterback. Give me whoever Garrett's playing there. This This is a tight matchup. Now, this one is a closer than you would think. Darren Waller versus Indy. TJ Hawkinson versus Green Bay. Give me Darren Waller just because he's a, the more talented player. But it's not as big of a gap as you would imagine. Like, I could, I could see TJ Hawkinson balling out here. Um, Michael Thomas versus Miles Gaskin. Fucking, what a, what a matchup here. Give me... 
Miles Gaskin because I think that Miami game Miami's got to score points, and Casey's very vulnerable against the run. And so, listen, I've been on the Tyler Friend bandwagon all year. I, I, I was saying his team was underperforming. I expected him to make a run at some point, and he did. He made the playoffs. He's a two seed. He's the second best team in his division. I cannot emphasize how bad that Burrow injury fucked his team. Because if he had Burrow, if he, Boyd and Higgins had Burrow throwing to him, Friend could compete with anybody in his division, let's be clear, in, in the little boys' division. But give me Garrett this week. Just because of his, his good matchups. Give me Garrett. Okay, and that is looking at this week's um, that's looking at this week's matchups. And let me get back to you. We'll do some more betting this week, and then I'll get out of here um, because nobody's responding to my text yet. Honestly, there's not any good bets I like this week. So what I would do is take my money that I was going to bet and instead invest in Christmas gifts. I think we're going to do Dipsmiths. Um, the Monday before Christmas at Cochran's house again. I'm sorry, Brooks, Garrett, and Daniel can't be there. But once again, congratulations, buddy. Um, we're all excited for you. And we all love you very much. Um, fuck you, Allie. I'm going to beat you this week in our playoffs. Good luck to everybody else in the playoffs. Thank you all for listening throughout the season. I'm going to continue to do these playoffs. I'll reassess if you guys enjoyed these and if these were worth your time or not in the offseason. But um, until then... I'll keep doing these the rest of the playoffs. Um, yeah, enjoy the playoffs, everybody. Good luck. <laughs>